Let's read, or let's turn in the Bible to Acts, Acts chapter 4. We're going to be reading a a couple of verses of scripture there, Acts chapter 4. Now one of the things that always surprises me um, about when we go to a conference and so on, um, we stood the couples on the stage who are going to go and pioneer, start a brand new church. Some people are going to go to a different nation um, and start a brand new church. And you look at that and it's, it is amazing because these are just regular people. The regular individuals, regular men and women who have decided to do something for Jesus. So, um, and I see couples that have done that previously. Yeah? They're going to do a work for Jesus Christ. Regular people. And they go and actually something happens. A church is birthed. People are, are saved, changed and transformed. I'm thinking, how are they able, how are people, regular people, able to get up and do something like that and have an impact in a city or an impact in a nation? And as I was thinking about that, I was, I was thinking about robotics. You see, because robotics has now advanced to the fact where they can create uh, uh, um, uh, exoskeletons is what they're called. Uh, and there's this particular exoskeleton called the Titan Arm, where it is um, a whole upper body, uh, but it allows the wearer to be able to lift things that they could not lift before. In other words, they have the power to do what their own strength couldn't do. They put this thing on, it, 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 they call it a titan arm, and now all of a sudden where they can only lift them maybe 10 kgs, they're now lifting 50, 60, 100 kg because they've been connected to something. In church and life, there are things that we can't do in our own strength. Who agrees with me in this place? There are things we can't do. There's things we can't bear on our own. There's situations that we can't get through on our own. And what we need to be is connected to an external source of power. So I've entitled this sermon, uh, The Source of Power. And I love that word power. In the Bible, the Greek word for power is dunamis. It's where we get our English dynamite. And there's a great differentiator. When you are connected to dynamite, literally, you're connected to power, you're connected to the source, and of course that comes from the only living God. That's why idolatry is such a joke, because there is no power, there is no life. I remember we went to a wedding, uh, and my you know, children say that they're just, they're just honest, can you say them in this place? Those of you, those of you that have kids, you know just this honest. We went to a wedding and our our oldest, she was, I think she was about four or five at the time. Um, The person that was getting wedding, uh, sorry, getting married was a relative of my wife and he was getting married to uh, um, uh, a woman of Asian descent. uh, uh, And some people to the reception had brought some idols with them. Um, And, uh, you know, they were taking them out the van, putting their God on the stage and stuff like that. And when they finish, they take their God off and put them back in the van. And my daughter was like, what is that? What are they doing? And I was like, yeah, um, that's their God. And she's like, but they're carrying their God. (laughs) Hey, hey, it is what it is, right? It's simple. And and I find it funny because where's the power in idols? Where's the power in statues, statues made of wood and gold? There is no power. The only power we understand comes from the one above. Can you say amen in this place? 
Look at First Thessalonians 1 and verse number 5. It says, when we brought you the good news, it was not only in word, but also with power. See, when we preach the good news of Jesus Christ, there is proclamation, but there also is demonstration. When we preach the good news, if it's preached correctly, the whole gospel comes with a demonstration of power. What made Ricardo and his wife Ella say, I'm not having that? Because they know there is some power in the, in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? They understand the power and they tapped into that power and they prayed and, and that's where the healing come from. I want to take a, a few portions of scripture of Acts chapter 4. It reads verse, verse number 5. The background to this text is, is normal people. Normal disciples of Jesus Christ went out to do um, uh, the will of God and they caused an impact, they caused a stir in the city where they did it. In verse number five, it says, The next day the council of the rulers and the elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. And Ananias the high priest was there along with Caiaphas, uh, John Alexander and other relatives of the high priest. Um, They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to the rulers and elders of our people, Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. But Jesus is the one referred to in scriptures where it says the stone that you, that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I want to look firstly with you at recognizable power. You see, because power, when you understand power, you see that it is recognizable. But also, the reverse of that is true because a lack of power is just as recognizable. When you try to do something and you're not properly connected to power, it is recognizable that there is nothing there. I remember telling this story before, but it fits so nicely here, so I'll tell it again. Uh, my second car was a Fiat Punto. It was black, uh, blacked out windows uh, and spray painted the wheels black as well. Didn't have enough money to buy black alloys, so we had to spray it. Amen. Um, the second car, it was a 1.2 petrol. Now, for those of you who know that cars, you know that's not, that's not anything special, but I thought it was special. Come on now. My brother, God bless him, he taught me a thing that when you pull up to the light, there is a code, a secret code that lets the other person know that you want to go for a race. What you do is you rev the engine twice and look to your right. So I'm in my 1.2 Polo, uh, uh, Punto, excuse me, and I rev my engine twice and look to the right. Problem was, there was a BMW 5 Series next to me. Three liters diesel and uh, turbo. Uh, <laughs> we locked eyes, but I've already done it now. I've already done the coast. We're racing. I lock, we locked eyes, and, and he looked at me to say, Oh, bless you. 
But I was trying. Anyway, I'm going to try. So when that went, thing went green, I put my foot all the way down. But the thing is, I've got 1.2. He's got three liters. Of course, he was gone. Left me for dust. Because when you look at things, a, a lack of power is also recognizable as well. And sometimes you can see it in people's lives. They're trying, going around in circles, trying to do things on their own. But they can't because they haven't got connected to the power. I, I struggle. It burns me when I see people trying to, oh, I'm addicted to this. I'm trying to break on my own. But they can't. They keep on going around in circles because there's no power. They're trying to live on by their own means. But they can't get breakthrough. Why? Because they're not connected to power. And you can see it in how they live their, their life. You see it in their ways. There is no power. There's something missing in their life. In our text, the leaders of the temple saw what happened. They, the disciples came and, they, uh, you know, the story, they came up to uh, the gate and there was a man there, crippled them. And uh, Peter looked at him and said, listen, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. And he rise up. He was healed. And, well, people saw that and they saw the authority that they had over sickness and disease. And they heard the boldness by which they preached and they had to ponder within themselves. They had to say, where is this power coming from? Because I see these guys are just ordinary, but something is coming out of their life. They were saying these guys are different. We've never seen this before. We've never seen power like this before. Where does it come from? They had to ask, by what power or whose name are you doing these things? And Peter's response is in verse number 10. It says, let me clearly state to all of you and to all people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the source of power. Can you say amen in this place? And the reason for the sermon today is not just to come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ was the source of power. I'm here to declare to you this morning that Jesus Christ is the source of power. Can you say amen in this place? That over 2,000 years ago, we can stand in the authority in the name of Jesus Christ and have power just like the disciples had power. Our Jesus is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father. And as long as he's sitting there, we can be connected to power and walk in dominion and authority just like the disciples had in this place. Do you believe that this morning? You can check the grave. Jesus Christ doesn't reside there anymore. Come on now. Look at the cross. He's not hanging on that thing anymore. Jesus Christ lives and he can dwell. His power can dwell inside of us. We can be connected to the power and people can look at you. Look at the way you live your life and recognize the power that you have. That wherever you go, whatever you do, you are connected to power. Look at Philippians 2. Verse number nine says, therefore, God has elevated him. This is Jesus to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Come on now. What authority that is in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's going to time, uh, there's going to come a time, sorry, where people, whether they believe in him or not, are going to bow to their knees because of the authority of Jesus Christ. And there's going to come a time where people, you 
use their tongues to blaspheme God are going to use that same tongue to confess that he is Lord. That's the authority that Jesus Christ has. So in our text, we see the leaders of the synagogue, they question Peter and John, and they recognize something different in them. They recognize they're different from any other group. And you know, it was the Apostle Paul that said in his letters to the Corinthians that we are ambassadors for Christ. I love the imagery because he says we are ambassadors. Think about an ambassador. I was speaking to Brother Connor about this the other day. An ambassador is someone that represents a country in a foreign country. E.g., the Ghanaian ambassador in, or the embassy is in London. Uh, you can go there, and if you walk through the doors, it's if you are in Ghana. When you go and you hear an ambassador speak, it's if the country itself is speaking. When the ambassador stay or where the ambassador stays, is as if a portion of that country is right there where he is. Now think about it. Paul is saying that we are ambassadors for Christ. That means wherever you go, you can say the kingdom of God is here. Come on. When you speak, if you have a relationship with Christ, it's though Christ is speaking himself. That's why he said, whatever you bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose here on earth will be loose in heaven. You can walk about with the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. You can stand and say, listen, sickness, disease, no, not in this body in the name of Jesus Christ. You can come and people try to curse you. You say, no, I'm a child of God. I return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ. You are connected to power. Let's give him praise in this place. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. When we speak, it's it's as though Christ is speaking. When we act, it's as though Christ is acting himself. You are sitting under the sound of my voice. And if Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior, you have access to power and authority. See, in our text, they recognize and they were threatened. Because when the devil recognizes the power that you are connected to, he is threatened. Because you are coming against his kingdom now. He is threatened. He understands that the name of Jesus Christ is too much for him to handle. He understands that the forces of darkness will have to bow just at the name of Jesus Christ. We have power to assault his kingdom. We have power to do what God has called us to do. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 19. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but in the world to come. You see, when you submit yourself to the leadership of Christ, you can have a power that is able to turn heads People will stop and be inspired. They will stop and inquire and stop and spread the fire because you have a power that is recognizable. People will be able to see that and it's shown in ordinary people. You see, what I love about Christianity is ordinary people becoming extraordinary. Not because we're anything special, but because of the power that we are connected to. Look at verse number 13 of our text. The Bible says that, 
The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. And they also recognized that these men had been with Jesus. Ordinary men. You know, in our conference last week, we finished off the conference on a Friday where we sent out couples, like I said, to go and pioneer work, go and do a wonderful work for Jesus Christ. And if you think about what we're sending these couples out to do, some of them are going to a place where they're going to be starting a church from scratch. The only people in church right now this Sunday is them and his, him and his wife. And if they've got children, they've got children. They're going to start a church from scratch and it's going to be fruitful, not because these guys have got any razzmatazz they are ordinary people it's going to be fruitful because of what they carry on the inside it's going to be fruitful because of who they serve the power that they're connected to that when they speak when they preach on the streets people won't be able to contradict people won't be able to resist they would bow their knees the words will prick their hearts they will get saved and over time a church will be built that is ordinary people doing extraordinary things can you say amen in this place? And it's funny because sometimes people don't realize that power only comes from above. I find it funny that Pontius Pilate looked Jesus in the face and said, don't you realize that I have the power to release you or crucify you? And Jesus is like, bro, do you know who I am? No, he didn't say that, but... I would have said that if that was me. I was like, I would have, anyway, thank God I'm not God. Amen. (laughs) He says, the only power you have is one that's given to you from above. And the thing is, some people forget that. They're going through life thinking that I'm the one that did this. Nebuchadnezzar walking around his whole kingdom and said, look at this place that I've built. And God just sent him crazy right then and there pridefulness because we think that we're the ones that push through this. We're the ones that, that, that make things happen. No, any power that has uh, been shown has come from above. I want to look secondly with you at power being sustained. You know, in this day and age, technology moves so fast at a rapid pace. I mean, it makes me sound old when I say that, but uh, it is. I mean, technology has moved so fast. And I remember it wasn't long ago that uh, back in school days, uh, we used to have um, a Walkman. Who knows what Walkman in this place? Come on, come on, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Back in the days, I'd be listening to music. It was on a Walkman. If I wanted to uh, rewind that, I had to take the thing out, turn it, put it back in, and press forward because there was no rewind button. That's how far back my technology goes. But things have moved so fast, and technology is going. You can do all sorts of things. But what I find funny about technology is that you can't go far without being connected to power. You can do all sorts of things so long as you're charged up, but there comes a time where you need to reconnect to the power. There comes a time we need to go back. Devices, they make our lives more convenient. They do day-to-day things. But we all need a source of power in order to get the benefits. One can be designed to be wireless, but it's not going to be wireless forever. You have to charge it at some point. They're talking about um, electric cars are taking off now. And yeah, it's good. But if you don't have a connection to a source of power, that thing's just going to be a lump of metal. You won't be able to use it. And the thing is about power, it can take you far, but there needs to be a continual connection to the source of power. You have to continually be there. 
Look at John 15, verse number 5. This is the New Living Translation. It says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered in a pile and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. There needs to be a continual connection to power. Listen, if you were connected to Jesus Christ, you had a wonderful experience with Jesus Christ last year. How many know you need that today as well? Yesterday's gone. I need to be connected to the power source today. I need to be connected to the power today. It was a wise man that said, I am the plug and he is the socket. Come on now. As long as I'm the plug and connected to the socket, I will remain that in the strength that, is come, that comes from his name. See, I can do all things only through him who strengthens me. Can you say amen in this place? I can trample on serpents and scorpions and they will not harm me because I'm connected to the power source. I am only more than a conqueror because of him. Can you say amen in this place? When you are connected to the source of power, you are connected to the vine, you will continue to bear fruit and much fruit, but you have to stay connected. Because sometimes we can disconnect. Sometimes we can go through life and do things that disconnect us from the power. You know, I find it interesting that Paul says we have the ability to grieve the Holy Spirit. To do things that will, will block the connection of power flow through our life. And you may be disconnected and still running, but there's going to come a time where you're going to just come to a halt. You know, I was on the M1. I used to travel quite a lot. Well, I still travel a lot now. But I was traveling on the M1. Um, I was in my company car. Um, and it was, it's a powerful car. This time I've, I've upgraded, amen, from the, from the Punto, amen. The, 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 the company gave me a BMW, amen. I, I was looking for the other guy, but I couldn't find him, amen. <laughs> but I'm driving down the M1, um, and I'm there, you know, on, in the third lane, amen, driving the speed limit, praise God. But I'm driving 70 miles an hour, and out of nowhere, the engine dies. Just out of nowhere. But what I remember, I find interesting, the engine was dead, but I'm still traveling. I'm still going. I'm still pushing. But I had to go through to the hard shoulder. I looked in my mirror, praise God, there was nobody there. So I had to pull over to the hard shoulder and I came to a stop. But the reason I pulled over, because I was still traveling, I understood I still had momentum, but my engine had gone. The power had gone. I realized it's not going to be long before I come to a complete halt, so I have to come to the hard shoulder. The problem is people are living their lives. They're still moving. There's still momentum. They're still at a speed, but they don't realize they're disconnected from the power source. And it's only going to be a certain amount of time before they come to a halt. They come and there's no more influence. There's no more impact. There's people saying like they can continue doing what they're doing. But how many know you have to be connected to continue going my engine needed to continue firing on so my car can go on. Samson learned this, a, a, a powerful lesson. He thought he was connected to the power source. But when Delilah called them, they cut his hair. He said, I'll just rise up like I did last time. But he was disconnected. And that caused damage. His destiny was lost because he thought that he could do this on, on his own. 
Some of us need to reconnect to the power source this morning. Can you say amen in this place? We need to reconnect to the power source, reconnect to, uh, to the vine so that we can end up bearing much fruit. The fruit that doesn't come from us on our own. The fruit comes from being connected to the vine. Listen, we have three services a week. That's because, not because we just like to take people's time, not just because we like to be weird. No, because we need to be connected to the power source. I need to be in the house of the Lord. Listen, it was in the early church. They used to meet every single day. Hey, we meet three times that's nothing but they understood something they understood I can't be too far from the source of power I need to be in my word daily it is a daily occurrence I need to pray to God and ask daily because I need to be connected to this power source because once the disconnection happens listen I'm going to be separated and I'll be wondering in my own strength and how many know there's nothing we can do on our own strength can you say I'm in this place I want to look finally with you at power in action. You see, the whole reason for this encounter was because the delivering power of Jesus Christ was there for people to be seen. It's people to be witnessed. The power is for there for, for people to witness. So as this man jumped off his feet, he's healed. And other people saw that. And because of that, they wanted to be connected to the power source. They wanted to be connected to the power source. You see, Jesus has the power to deliver you. Jesus has the power to rescue you and set you free. Jesus has the power to do that and then through your life can deliver other people and rescue other people and set other people free. You see, deliverance wasn't just, isn't, isn't just something, you know, we, you know, we get a lot of deliveries now, Amazon here. When we talk about deliverance, come on now. <laughs> we're talking about being rescued or set free from things. You know, one of the things I said in, a, in an earlier sermon is that nowadays, what we tend to do is diagnose where we need deliverance. We tend to kind of live with it because we no longer trust the power to be delivered. Well, can I say Jesus can still deliver people in 2023? Can you say I'm in this place? Jesus can still set people free and Jesus can still bring total deliverance, total freedom, not partial. We need to get into the prayer room, find that secret place of yours and pray, God, I need to be delivered. God, I need to see breakthrough in this situation. And as you do that, you are connecting yourself with the power and the power is no longer theoretical, but it becomes practical in your life. And you can have the practical power of Jesus Christ with you and there is no salvation the Bible says in no one else God has given him no other name under by heaven by which we must save Jesus literally came on a rescue mission and he allowed us to use his name so that we can be set free the name of Jesus Christ is unlike any other name it has impact all you got to do if you don't believe me go out on the streets and shout the name Jesus Christ and see the response you'll get some people will be happy and some people will be cheering you on, but some people will be sad and mad because it has impact. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. In his name, you can find dominion like our brother was talking about. In his name, you can find value and self-worth. In his name, you can find rest because the kingdom of God is not just in word only, but in power. Can you say amen in this place?
This morning, I believe God is trying to remind us, trying to show us um, that there is power in the name of Jesus. What situation are you in right now that you need some power? What's going through your life right now that only the power of Jesus Christ can change? What are you facing right now that you need to be delivered? What's going through your family where you need the power of Jesus Christ? Well, if he is your Lord and Savior, you are an ambassador for Christ. You can take authority, take dominion, and use the power. Uh, As long as you are connected to the source of power continually, we can stand up and have dominion, have authority. I find it interesting. The first thing that God gave us when he created mankind in the Garden of Eden was dominion. Come on, that is power. But the thing is, some people have relinquished their dominion or let go of their power. And we need to go. I love the song that says we need to go to the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from us. And that is the power, that is the dominion that we should have as men and women of God. We should walk about with this type of power, with this type of dominion. We should ensure that we continue to be connected to the power so that we can do all that God has called us to do. And the reason I say that is because God has a plan for your life. We understand that, you know, as Christians, we say that all the time. It is almost like a throwaway comment. But God has a plan for your life. And you need to know that plan that he has for your life, you can't do it on your own strength. The plan he has for your life is too big for you to do on your own. The destiny he has for you is too much for you to do with your own ingenuity. So you need to be connected to the power source. And when you're connected, you'll be able to become fruitful as God designed you to be. Church, God has reminded us we need to be connected to the power source each and every day. And we can serve and live in dominion. Let's give him praise this morning right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. God is good. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. God is so good.